The Hard Shoulder with Nissan. Number one for petrol in Ireland. Number one for electric. Nissan. Innovation that excites. This is News Talk. James and Wade and then interviewed them for day after day after day. I think I interviewed Wade for three days and James for two. And then I went off and tried to corroborate everything I could. And then I did a deep dive into the police investigations around Jackson. You know, I didn't find anything that contradicted even a small detail of anything the guys had told me. That was Dan Reed, the director of the controversial new documentary Leaving Neverland. He was speaking to Sean on the Moncrief show earlier this week. The programme, as you will have heard, uh, has been aired on HBO and will air on this side of the Atlantic tonight on Channel 4 and again tomorrow night. Uh, that is the cue for our preview and review of all the best on the box and on the movies with our good friends Sue Murphy of Off the Ball and John Kelleher, producer and former director of film classification. Let's just stick with that, Sue. Mm. Um, people who've watched it uh, have said that they uh, feel that he should be banned, Michael Jackson, on playlists. Mm. That this is a you know this is a, a game changer against him it's utterly credible mm-hmm. uh, and you know others say you know in 1905 he, he, he was acquitted in mm-hmm. a court and that uh, it's easy to attack a dead man because he can't reply well, where do you stand? Oh, uh, well, there's a lot. There's a lot of evidence on both sides of this. I think. I think that there are a lot of people that have come forward over the years to say that what was happening in Neverland wasn't normal, and Michael Jackson was mixing with younger boys, talking to younger boys, bringing them over for sleepovers, having parties with them, um, and it was. It was. It seemed to the outside world that this was a little strange. This has gone to another level. These is two people called Wade Robson and James Safechuck, who J- Wade Robson was actually interviewed on the back of the allegations the first time around. And when he took the stand, he said that Michael Jackson hadn't done anything to him and he denied any um, allegations of sexual abuse. And he said that Michael Jackson had never, never done anything to abuse him. He filed for um, charges of 1.6 billion a few years later and has now featured in this, this documentary. Um, but the who's actual, he suing? He no, he sued the Jackson Estate way a few years back. Unsuccessfully or successfully, oh, right. yeah, for one point six billion. Um, so there's a lot in this documentary. Uh, they speak to a lot of the people that just not just the two men involved, but their families, their you, mothers. You, you said something there at the outset. It, it covers both sides. Does it? it? Well, it looks at the charges that were brought against. So there's, there was a no, documentary. But does, it, does, it, does it in any way uh, talk to Michael Jackson defenders? They got a statement from the family. So the family didn't want to be involved with the okay. film. And they released a fairly scathing statement afterwards to say that this was just a hunt for money and that Michael Jackson hadn't done anything to these children and that it, it simply just wasn't true and that it was just an attempt to bring down the estate. Why now? Well, like Jackson died, was it 2010 or so? Yeah, or I, well, these guys in particular said that they had a, they didn't realise that they were being abused, that when anything happened to Michael Jackson, they were told that it was love and they were, it was drilled into their heads over a number of years 
that Jackson kept saying, if anyone finds out about this, the both of us are going to get arrested. You're going to get arrested and mm. I'm going to get arrested. And there was a Which fear was there. Which deeply manipulative. I, yeah, exactly. And as well as that, you're talking about somebody like Michael Jackson who's God to these kids. Like it wasn't just sure. a normal, this is Michael Jackson. Yeah. So they said that they didn't see it in that way. And it was only one of the guys said in one of the interviews that he had at Oprah Winfrey afterwards, if I actually thought about that as abuse over the years, I would have to reevaluate everything that had happened okay. in my life. It's 9pm uh, tonight, uh, Wednesday night and Thursday night. John, uh, how do you feel about boycotts of Jackson? Where do you stand on all this? I'm a bit ambivalent. I, I, I'd i be pretty... Um, I Like, I, I really... I really, really get very, very worried hearing stuff about what he was doing and mm. what he was doing to... It sounds know, credible to me. It does sound very, very credible. So but they go into extreme detail. Like, if anyone's yeah. worried about watching this tonight, it is extremely detailed and it's very dark. I mean, if you're not prepared to watch this... Right. I it's would, adult content. It very much so. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, maybe people text us uh, tomorrow the next day having watched it and let me know their views. All right. And now, let's go to your first movie, John. Fighting with my family. What's this? I think you like it. It's a um, it's a biopic, a comedy as well. Um, it comes from Stephen Merchant or from uh, The Office fame, and it's based on the life story of a British wrestler, a woman, a young, very young woman called Soraya Beavis or Bevis, and it's also based on the Channel Four documentary that. Stephen Merchant actually made, he wrote and, and directed it, called Fighting With My Family. And there's two um, sort of interpretations to that title, Fighting With My Family, because they fought within the family, but they also fought together as a, as a family in the ring. And it, she, she um, became, I mean, it's, it's quite an extraordinary achievement. Um, she... Uh, w- you you know I think because we've spoken about him before Dwayne Johnson the Rock, he was filming Fast and Furious Six in 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 Britain, back in two thousand and twelve I think, and he happened to watch in his on the TV in his hotel room he happened to see this Channel Four documentary and he thought this is a fantastic underdog story, uh, and he sort of mentored uh, her to some extent and she... Has he produced it or directed it? He's the producer of the film. Okay. Yeah, he is. And what happened was that um, they he knew Stephen Merchant because they'd appeared in a film called Tooth Fairy together back in 2010 and he um, he was really captivated by this working class wrestling family from Norwich and he persuaded her and indeed her brother that she used to fight with to audition in the O2 Arena in London for the sort of huge American circuit. She was she was successful. Uh, the brother wasn't. And this is a subplot or main kind of theme of the film as well, the fact that one of them was chosen. She then goes off to boot camp in Florida. This is all to do with WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment, mm. which is a huge industry, if mm. you like. And it's it's... The family kind of oozes personality, but they've got this very kind of rough and ready charm. Um, so it's a Brit family, it's but a it's set family. in America. It's a Brit family. It starts out in Britain very much in, and com- continually comes back to Britain okay. because the family are following her her thing. And it's really tough. The boot camp thing is really, really, really tough. And she nearly gives up. And Dwayne Johnson is sort of in the background now. And Okay, well, if you're a wrestling fan, you'd certainly be interested in this. We have a clip. It's the WWE that John alluded to, SmackDown tryout in London. 
And here, Zach and Raya bump into Dwayne, The Rock Johnson. We're huge fans. Thank you so much. Since we're kids. Yeah, we've been fans since you had hair. Oh, thank you. Hey, it's a choice. It's a damn good one, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it, yeah, it looks yeah. good. It's great. Yeah. Fantastic. See you guys. Rock, rock, rock. Nope. What's happening? Are you getting back in the ring? You wrestling again? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm just shooting a movie here in London, and uh, I'm going to surprise the crowd tonight. going to electrify. Don't tell anybody. No, no. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Rock, rock, rock. Hey. We're wrestlers as well, actually. We're actually doing the tryouts today. Oh, cool. Our whole family wrestle. WAW up in Norwich. You've probably heard of it. Uh, no. Okay. You mentioned that you'd have to it's be... It's a comedy, is it? It's a comedy. You don't have to be interested in wrestling. Right. I can't and stand wrestling, you know? Right. But, the, but to, be, it, to be fair... So is it, a, is it a piss take of WWE? No, it's not. No, no, no. It's a warm, it's witty, it's funny, it's got themes of family and friendship and kind of following your goal. Uh, like movies like Eddie the Eagle uh, or even All Rocky right. in okay. a way, you know. Okay. And it's enjoyable. Like, so out of five then? Grudgingly, I, I, I wouldn't be able to give it four, I think, but three and a half, certainly. I feel you want to like it more than you actually liked it. I liked bits of it a lot, an awful lot. And Florence Pugh, who plays Paige is what she becomes, that's her name, Paige, is absolutely stunning. I mean, really stunning. Oh, and by the way, you love this. Her mum is played by Lena Headey. Do you know who Lena Headey is? Mm-hmm. Cersei. Okay. Cersei. I'll take your word on it that. It looks like she is. She's <laughs> Game of Thrones. And she, right, but to see her right. wrestling instead of... Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. that whistle by my Thought left ear. catch you. <laughs> something that didn't whistle by my left ear <laughs> is the promotion that I've seen on telly, Sue, for Daniel and Magella. Like, I have to take a deep breath here. Right, it was one thing they went around BB's and there and they said, OK, well, it's got a bit quaint and he goes to the local pub or community hall and, and Daniel does Daniel and cups of tea. <laughs> And in the same way that Bannon had a good programme, and then he had to go off to travel the world to see the most <laughs> incredible homes, which really didn't have a design or a build feature or any of that drama. Now Daniel and Magella have just gone on the lash in your, <laughs> for an organisation that's losing 18 million a year. I mean, like, why? What, what, just explain to me. Like, I, I'm there, sure this is going to be good. When there is, is, it a, there is, is an it? element to that because I actually looked up Daniel O'Donnell's Facebook page and he had written up, this autumn, Magella and I are setting off on a USA road trip and he was basically looking for suggestions where he should go so there's also an element of me going this is just they've just put this together to have a holiday but yeah. it looks great it's um, they, they're in it's an RV prime time as uh, RTE Sunday they moved RTE it because it was I think it was Monday night or Tuesday night when it was the, the B&B one then they put it on Sunday but it's it's so it's they're in an RV and they're going to travel from Chicago through Wisconsin Minnesota and they're going to end up in North Dakota and they're kind of going to do challenges doesn't seem very fair on America really to me but anyway. <laughs> well apparently he's, per, he's really popular over there so so one right. of the articles said that uh, Magella went up to a random jukebox in the middle of nowhere and there was five Daniel O'Donnell albums. Right. And he was delighted with himself and she was like, Jesus Christ, here we go again. But he's really he's really popular in some parts of the States. So okay. I think it's going to be an element of... Well, I'll be criticising it on Monday, Oh, I, I love these programmes. I think Magella is brilliant because she just can't take him seriously. Mm. And they love him and he loves that they love him. It works. It just, mm. the, three, the, the whole thing works. Well, I have that in common with Magella. Anyway, <laughs> all right, Captain Marvel is a, is a film I don't think I like. Tell me about I it. I don't think you will. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going, it comes out on Friday, interestingly enough, um, and time to coincide with International Women's Day. And it's the first uh, solo female-led um, movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, last year you had Ant-Man and the Wasp, but that was like um, led by a, by a male female 
uh, superhero duo. This is the first solo female. Um, 109 million, this will impress you, 109 million plus viewers of the trailer in the first 24 hours when it was uh, released. It's going to be huge. Um, but it's that if you're interested. So this is this is the first of many. Uh, sorry, this is the this is the twenty fourth of many. Twenty fourth yeah. of many. 24th. I mean, I think there's been the twenty first of many. There's been twenty one. It's not animated. It's kind of like Superman. It's yeah, exactly. It's super, okay. Yeah, yeah. And 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 would you care to give it a rating? Yeah, I can't see. Oh, I can't see. I haven't seen it. But never I, held I, you back before. But <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. I, I'm it's sure. out this Friday. It's out this Friday. It's br- bring the kids to it if you're if you like the genre. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And Brie Larson the word is good. Is, the word, she's an Oscar okay. winner. She's yeah. brilliant. Okay, Brie so Larson, I have yeah. to I have to ask you both then about this TV movie uh, program. It's called. It's going out on. 10.15 on RT1 uh, this Thursday night, tomorrow night. Bobby Sands, colon, 66 days. And obviously it features the um, passing of Bobby Sands. Uh, 1981, people will remember the black flags, the 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 whole visceral nature, Maggie Thatcher, Charlie Hawhey coming to power. Um You've seen this. I saw it in the cinema when it came out a couple of years ago. It's extremely good. Mm, I haven't it's, seen it yet. It's really, really good. T- catch it if you can, or record it and, and watch it. It's um, uh, it's it's a feature documentary. It's a vividly compelling account of the Bobby Sands sixty-six day hunger strike. Uh, but it so takes is in... it a re-dramatizing where someone plays Bobby Sands and someone plays the prison's warders or Jerry uh, Adams? No, or not? No, it's a docu- it's a, you know sort of bona fide documentary where. In fact, there is somebody doing the voice of Bobby Sands because he kept extensive diaries and journals. Uh, the, the contributors are really interesting. They've got they've got Martin McCann is the actor who plays his, who does his voice, but they've got former cellmates and friends, and they've got uh, Fintan O'Toole contributes, and he makes the point that uh, the hunger strike, and it wasn't just Bobby Sands, but he was obviously the, the the first and the highest profile of the ten men who died on hunger strike. The hunger strike in 1981 was absolutely crucial to the political development of Northern Ireland. And it transformed, according to Finton and many people, Sinn Féin's thinking. And it actually effectively marked the end of the armed struggle. And it was a really interesting standoff because, and as Sean Donlan, a former Irish ambassador in Washington, says in this, that that um, Thatcher's hardline attitude, you know, was was was, was sort of crucial in, in, it was like, an, he sort of, sees it as a uh, a gift to the provost mm. but actually other people would take a different view all right but it's My th- very good okay thank you and welcome back from your sun holiday uh, looking <laughs> refreshed and everything seventh uh, this year yeah <laughs> <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, um, we'll be keeping John and Sue busy with more movie and TV previews and reviews. But for now, as always, thank you. 